Welcome to the Daniel Yoris Podcast. Today is about the mindset needed to begin and successfully follow through with your fat loss goals. Let's go. Did you hear that? Those are the footsteps of summer quickly approaching. If you are thinking it's about time to start cutting for summer, if you're thinking you want to look chiseled, if you are thinking you are going to be sliced and diced and absolutely peeled, maybe even take a trip to Shred City, then there's a mindset associated with getting you there. On the other hand, if you're a normal person and you don't even know what those slang words that I just used mean, but you're looking to lose body fat, whether it's 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 100 pounds, the principles are all the same. The mindset is always applicable because it is important. I have said this before and I say this often on Instagram and in person that fat loss is not difficult in terms of the actual things that need to be done. The difficulty of fat loss is actually doing the things and sticking to it for enough time for it to happen. But the physical actions and things that need to be done are altogether not that difficult. So when we approach it with a correct mindset, understanding what's to come, understanding what the roadblocks are going to be, understanding the cost of what we're about to try and do. And I don't mean cost in financial terms. I mean cost in terms of what are the sacrifices that we're going to have to make? What are the things that we're going to have to do? And am I willing to pay that cost? Once we understand that, then the entire journey becomes much simpler. So that's what we're going to talk about today. In general, I'm not a fan of the just get skinny or shredded for summer and then gain body fat over the winter. I don't think that's a healthy or useful way to to do things over the long term, but it is certainly a common thing, especially with all things related to pandemic where we haven't been seeing people and hopefully, fingers crossed, things open up again so we can see people again. A lot of us are going to want to be dropping a little bit of body fat over the next several weeks and months. And this is not only coming from an aesthetic standpoint. Of course, having a healthy amount of body fat is healthy for us. Being overweight is not healthy. On that note, being super skinny and super thin and whatever is also not healthy. But you cannot deny the fact that having an excess amount of body fat is unhealthy. So whether it be for health, whether it be for aesthetic reasons, whether it be for any other motivation that works for you and you are looking to lose a little bit of body fat, then we got to approach it correctly. The methods to do these things are all the same. Trying to be healthy, trying to look leaner for, again, purely aesthetics is not a different task. The The end result is the same. The motivation is the only thing that's different. You can call it whatever you want. Whatever gets you up in the morning, whatever gets you going is going to make it work. So find whatever it is that is going to motivate you, stick to it, and then that's going to help pull us through this entire thing. The way that I want to approach this conversation today is in sort of three phases. The first phase being before you embark on a fat loss phase and what you should consider before starting, whether now is a good time or not to start. The second will be what to expect and be prepared for while you are actually in the trenches of trying to lose fat. And the third will be what happens after. When should you stop? When is it enough? And what do you do to continue and maintain this after the fact, after you've reached your goals? There are many things to consider when thinking about whether or not now is a good time to start a fat loss journey. And many of them are revolving around things that are going on in your actual life. To paint the picture a little bit, Say our goal is to be at our leanest by June 1st. And between now and June 1st, you look at your calendar and your life schedule, and you've got nine weddings and 15 birthday parties between now and then. Well, we know that 
when trying to lose body fat, there are certain dietary choices, certain exercise choices, certain lifestyle choices we need to make. If having some sort of large social event where you don't want to be the person who is saying no to all the drinks, saying no to dessert every time, saying no to all the good foods, and not that you need to say no to everything all the time, but just bear with me here. If you're not willing to make those sacrifices at those events week after week after week, then probably now is not a good time to start because what's going to happen is you might get off to a good start. You'll make some good choices. That first wedding comes up, doesn't move the needle that much because you overate that night. Then you finally get back on track. Next weekend, you got another wedding and you're back to where you started the previous Monday. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, didn't move the needle. You didn't regress, certainly. Then you get back on track on Monday. You go really strict. You got a birthday party on Thursday night or a work event. Then you got another wedding on the weekend. And so what I'm getting at here is that you're just going up and down, up and down, up and down, and you're not making any progress. You're not regressing, but you're going to be in your head about, I can't get over it. I can't finish this. I can't actually progress forwards. And it's just going into a weird cycle of yourself where you're not making any progress. So if you're not willing to make the sacrifices for those things, if all these kind of events are lined up in your personal life, whatever it may be, whatever social stuff you have going on, then really consider whether or not now is a time to start this journey. Because if you're just spinning your wheels in circles and getting frustrated, you're not helping yourself and you're not helping anyone else either. I touched on that. Some sacrifices need to be made. And what I don't want you to think is that by trying to lose fat, you need to give up your entire social life and you need to never eat dessert, never have a glass of wine or whatever your thing is. That's certainly not the case. But you can't just eat tons of pizza and cake and dessert and beers and expect to lose body fat. This is simply not the way it works. If that is the way that it worked, then everybody would be walking around super lean and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But we don't make the rules and so we need to make some sacrifices there. You can't be eating junk and eating as much as you want all the time. And I think this is I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here because I get frustrated about this sometimes, but I see a lot of this sort of anti-diet culture online. And I think for the most part, it's really good in terms of promoting not utilizing restrictive diet protocols and crazy supplements and all this stuff. But I think what they miss is that they talk about, you know, if you want that donut, eat that donut. If you want that piece of pizza, eat that pizza. And and yes, you should. But if you really want to lose fat, then you need to you need to make some sacrifices. You can eat that pizza, but then those calories that you've eaten there, they have to come from somewhere else. So what I'm getting at anyways is you don't need to be extremely restrictive, but there are sacrifices that need to be made. Without getting into so much of the technical stuff that I want to try and avoid in this conversation, being in a calorie deficit is the only way to lose fat. Now, I know that that's not helpful information because, well, what the hell is a calorie deficit? How do I even do that? For sake of time here, there are millions of ways to create a caloric deficit and finding the one that works for you is going to be the one that best helps you. But whatever method it is that you choose to use, there are sacrifices that need to be made. And if your life circumstances over the next whatever time period that you want to lose fat are going to make those sacrifices impossible or much more difficult, or if it's just not a sacrifice you're willing to make, then right now is probably not a good time to start a fat loss journey. And this goes for any time in your life when you're thinking about starting. And this is certainly not a judgment of any kind. I don't think that everyone should try and be super lean all the time forever for the rest of your life. I don't think that's a reasonable way to live. 
but we just have to be on the same page and understand that there are costs associated with getting things that we want. And this is not different than any other thing that we want in your life. If you work in a corporate job and you're trying to climb the proverbial corporate ladder, there are sacrifices that you need to make in order to get there. You can't just do the bare minimum amount of work and expect your boss to pay you more and give you a promotion. You've got to stay late. You've got to do extra work. Whatever it is that you need to do, you need to make that sacrifice or pay the price so to speak, in order to get what you want. And fat loss is no different. So if you're doing the bare minimum at work and not getting promoted, you you can't really complain about not getting promoted or not getting a raise because you're not doing anything that would suggest that you should receive that promotion. Same thing with fat loss. If you're not willing to do the things that lead to fat loss, you can't really expect fat loss to happen. So until you are willing to commit and do those things, then probably just don't consider that now is a good time to lose fat. And again, not a judgment. It's not a bad thing. We just need to know whether or not we're willing to pay the price. The other thing that I think is important to consider is to really have a bit of a chat with yourself as to why it is that you want to lose fat right now. The important thing to take from this conversation with yourself and to discover is whether or not it is coming from a place of negativity. And I guess, I guess that's not really fair to say, actually. I mean, of course, it's coming from some sort of place of negativity. That's why you want to change. But I mean, to the degree of which it's negative. If you're just pretty happy with your body and pretty happy with your life and all that stuff, and you just want to look a little leaner for summer for whatever reason, and it's not really going to change your mood, change anything about your life, then I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. And I don't think that's a strong place of negativity. But if your goal with fat loss is to be happy, if you are currently unhappy for any reason, and you think that losing body fat, whatever amount it is, five pounds, a hundred pounds, is going to make you happy, then that's where I would really consider trying to get to the root of what it is that is causing the unhappiness. And obviously, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. But in my experience as a trainer and a coach, those people who try to lose fat to improve their life, and that's the only thing that they're doing, they will be successful at losing the body fat. However, when they get to their goal weight or their goal body composition, they're not magically just happy now. So yes, it, it's part of that. And I think that improving our health is part of improving our overall happiness. But again, it's not the only thing that's going to make you happy. So we need to really look at it and see, well, what is it that's caused me to be unhappy? What other things am I doing to work on this? If trying to lose body fat is the only thing that you're doing, make sure that you're doing the other things that you need to be working on as well as trying to lose fat. And again, once we have this true understanding of what our motivation is, the ability to continue on with this process is going to be much easier. If the motivation is not high enough or if the motivation is for the wrong reasons, it makes it incrementally more difficult. If either of the two things that I just spoke about, whether the timing is not right or whether your motivations are just off, what I would suggest that you do is not give up and say, oh, well, screw my fitness and I, you know, I don't need to focus on this. No, I, I don't think that's ever the right solution for anything. But instead of being so hard on yourself about trying to lose fat, take your foot off the gas on that and just focus on maintaining. Not regressing is sometimes a very good thing, right? Especially during these kind of crazy times with COVID and all this stuff. Not regressing is certainly a good thing. 
So if you can focus on maybe it's just improving your movement, maybe it's improving your strength. If it's just, if the only thing that you can improve on is your consistency and say that, you know what, from now on, I'm going to work out two times a week. I'm going to work out three times a week. And I don't really care about where the scale is moving, how my body's changing and all that stuff. If consistency is your goal, then that's great. So pick a non-aesthetic focused goal where you're not going to be beating yourself up about whether or not you're losing fat or not. And I think that is a great place to start because then again, once you start that and once you kind of make it a habit, when the timing is right, when your life events allow you to be truly on a fat loss phase, when the other stuff going on in your life is sort of lined up where you can zero in on dropping body fat, then you've already created most of the difficult habits to create where you just got to manipulate your food and a couple of small things, but then you can actually carry out what needs to be done. So if now is not the time for you to be losing fat, that is okay. It's obviously not a judgment in any way at all, but make sure that you're ready to commit to the things that need to be done for all the right reasons and then progress forward. Now, if you've determined that this is a good time for you to start losing fat whenever it is that you're listening to this, then there are some things to be prepared for because it's really it's a lot easier to start. You know, your motivation is super high in the first week, maybe the second week. You know, you drop some water weight to the scale or whatever moves down pretty quickly up front. And then things start to slow down and you realize that, oh, this is like a three month journey. And I've been, you know, super motivated for the first two weeks. And now it's week three and I feel like I don't want to do this anymore. How am I possibly going to make it through another 10 weeks? This is where we need to be prepared for some of the things that are going to happen so that you can expect them. And if you can expect them, then when they show up or when they come up for you, you're not going to be, you know, blindsided and, and lose track. We know that being in a caloric deficit is the only way to lose fat. And whichever way you want to get yourself into a caloric deficit, more or less, they're all good and they're all fine, whatever it is that works for you. What a caloric deficit means in terms of losing fat is essentially you are carrying out a controlled starvation. And I don't mean to sensationalize that. I don't mean to sound like you need to starve yourself because you certainly don't need to starve yourself, but you do need to be eating less amounts of food and consuming less amounts of food than your body requires. And that's how we lose fat. Now, part of that means you're going to be hungry and it is not an emergency. I want to be super clear about this. There are levels to this. If you are completely starving yourself and all you've eaten for the last three days is one cucumber, that is starving yourself. If you've eaten a proper amount of food and you're a little bit hungry, that is not an emergency. That is not a reason to go stuff your face with ice cream because, oh my God, I haven't eaten and I just need to eat everything. Being a little bit hungry is not an emergency and it is totally expected and normal and something that is going to happen. There are certainly foods and strategies you can use to feel more full than you would otherwise eating less amounts of calories. And that is for sure a good thing. Like one thing, for example, is a baked potato is like 250 calories, roughly. You know, how many times have you eaten a baked potato and then want like a second baked potato or felt like still hungry after you eat a baked potato as just one example. If you eat like fruits, berries, you can eat a whole carton of strawberries and it's only like a hundred or 200 calories, something like that. So there are ways to eat certain foods that are going to fill you up longer, more protein and all these things. But you are still going to have some bits of hunger and sometimes where you feel more hungry than not. And you need to be prepared for this so that when it happens, you're not blindsided and you're running into the fridge looking for ice cream and cake and cookies and chocolate and all the all the stuff that's going to blow you out of the water. So understanding that it's going to happen and that you're going to be okay with it, going to bed a little bit hungry or being a little bit hungry during the day is not an emergency. Fortunately, I would assume if you're listening to this, you have 
availability to, to food all the time, you know, where we don't live in a third world country where you might not know where your next meal is coming from and all that kind of stuff. Again, super thankful and grateful that most of us are in that situation. But being a little bit hungry, again, not an emergency, totally normal. Along the same lines is that you're going to have cravings for certain things. Everyone's got their thing, ice cream, pizza, chocolate, burgers, fries, whatever it is. And again, these are normal. They happen you should expect that they're going to happen, and certainly you can indulge them from time to time within reason. Having an entire party-sized pizza to yourself is not within reason. Having a slice of pizza while considering the rest of your consumption for that day or for that week or whatever is totally within reason, and if that's going to help you keep going, then by all means, do that. I've talked about before with myself and with my mom where I have a piece of chocolate with an espresso every day. And is that super healthy to have that chocolate? Is that a good quote unquote use of calories? No. But is it really pushing me over the limit or doing anything else? No, it's obviously not because it's one square of chocolate. It is not an entire chocolate bar. And that gives me my fix of sweets of chocolate for the day so that I can just get through the rest of the day and not have any crazy cravings and satisfy that aspect of it. So you need to understand what your cravings are going to be and find ways to satisfy them without blowing everything out of proportion. The third and most important thing that I think you really need to be prepared for is that it is a slow and non-linear process. If you are tracking your weight every day, which is totally a fine thing to do, or tracking some sort of measurements, if the scale or whatever metric you're using is just straight trending down every single day for the entire time, I would say one, that is pretty unlikely just based on the way weight fluctuates. And two, it probably means you're doing something that's extremely strict or extremely restrictive and it's likely not a good idea to continue at that because it's not sustainable. And I would just really question the methods that you're using if it's only moving down every single day. There are going to be days where it stays the same. There are going to be days where it spikes up a little bit. There are going to be days where it spikes down quite a bit and it's all normal. But the important thing is the trend over time. So keep this in mind that it takes a while to lose body fat. And if you're doing it at a sustainable pace, it should be somewhere in the arena of one pound a week, which is pretty sustainable for most people and, and pretty reasonable to lose that amount of weight per week for an extended period of time. But you have to know that that's one pound per week, not one pound per day and not one pound divided by seven per day because... It's not going to be linear, and this is just the way that our body works. There are so many reasons where your body might spike up in weight, and it doesn't mean that you added body fat. If you have a meal that's a little bit saltier the night before, maybe you drink a little bit of water, maybe you have three glasses of water right before you step on the scale, and whatever three glasses of water weighs, that's how much more you're going to weigh because you just drank that water, it's in your stomach, it weighed, call it a pound, in the glass, and now you just drank it, you didn't pee yet. And there's just a pound of water in your stomach. Well, obviously, that doesn't mean that you added one pound of fat. So I don't want to spend too much time on that. And I've probably already rambled a little bit too much on it. But just know that it's not going to be linear. There's going to be ups and downs. Expect it. Don't freak out about it. And keep the long game in mind. Because again, it is going to take some time. And the amount of time that it's going to take is dependent on how ambitious your goal is or how far away your goal is from where you currently are and how aggressively you want to approach that goal. So now the last piece of this is, well, when do you stop? Or when you do stop, what do you do after? And naturally, when to stop is totally up to you. You can measure this by any way you want. I think it's actually quite difficult. And again, in my experience, not particularly useful to use an objective measurement as your end goal. 
And let me explain that a little bit. So if you say that I want to lose 10 pounds, it is very hard to picture what you minus 10 pounds looks like. And so you might hit that 10 pound mark and then, you know, you say, oh, wow, I was successful. I lost 10 pounds. That's great. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, wow, I'm really not happy with the way that I look and the way that I feel. And it may be that you still feel like you want to lose more or it may feel that 10 pounds was far too much. And you're like, I just, I don't like the way I look. I'm too skinny. I'm too lean and I don't enjoy this. So having that objective measurement is a good thing to aim at and a good thing to use to gauge our progress and make things work the way that they should. But it's not necessarily a good end goal. And the same goes for body fat percentage. You say that you want to be 10% body fat, 15% body fat, whatever. When you get to that level of body fat percentage, you might look at yourself and be like, wow, this is not what I thought it was. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And then you're going to feel what's going to happen is you're going to feel defeated. You say, wow, I did all this work. I reached my goal and I still don't like it. So I think using these sort of objective measurements, again, they're good measurements to track things and, and make progress at. But I struggle to recommend that they should necessarily be the end goal that you're chasing. So great, DUI. I always thought I wanted to lose 15 pounds, and now you're telling me that that's a bad idea. Well, what do I do instead? I hear you. Uh, Listen, I hear you. But here's what I actually think about in terms of when to know. And it's based on how you feel and what you look like in the mirror and, and all of those sort of intangible, immeasurable things. There are two ways to go about this. When you look in the mirror and you say, wow, I'm really happy with this, and I like how I got here. That's one way to know that it's time to stop. Another way to know when it's time to stop, whether or not you've reached your goal or not, is when the resistance to continue is too great to overcome. Remember at the beginning, we spoke about being willing to pay the price. Well, over time, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier as you get leaner. It gets more difficult because you're getting closer to your goal. So your potential for change is more difficult. So when that resistance, the cravings are too much, you use for whatever reason, you're just not willing to do the thing anymore, then it's time to stop whether or not you've reached your goal or not. Because what's going to happen? You're going to get upset. You're going to stop paying the price And your progress is going to stop making you more upset and causing you to likely binge and rebound and totally just give up and undo all the work that you've done. So instead of allowing that to happen, be honest with yourself and say, listen, I've made great progress. I need a break from this. I can't keep doing this right now. And so let me just take a break from this. I'm going to maintain, sit here. And then when I'm ready again, then I'm going to start and keep working down to whatever goal it is that you want to get to. And I think that's an extremely effective way to go about it because there is no rush. There is no finish line. When you get lean, you don't just stop and say, oh, well, I'm lean now. I can just continue eating McDonald's and doing whatever. No, this is something that you need to keep up for the rest of your life. You don't need to diet and you know do all the things for the rest of your life, but healthy lifestyle needs to be part of your life. If you weigh 200 pounds and then you lose weight and you're now 150 pounds, if you go back to doing the things that you were doing when you weighed 200 pounds, what part of that would make you think that you're going to remain at 150 pounds? That would be pretty silly when we think about it very logically, right? And I don't mean to make you feel bad if you've had those thoughts, but you can't just go back to the old habits totally and expect for things to remain as they are in your quote unquote new body. So this is a, it's a long game. It's a now until forever game. And I'll always say that about everything, whether that's strength, whether that's anything with your fitness, it's always now until forever. So don't rush it. If you reach a goal and the resistance to continue is too great. And I don't mean that you reach a little bit of hardship, right? It's going to be hard the whole time. I mean, when it's really too great, when you can honestly say that I'm just genuinely not willing to do these things anymore, then stop, just chill, 
stay where you are, and resume when you're ready again. The other strategy that I utilize a lot with myself, actually, as well as clients, is just using a predetermined amount of time. It can be based on anything. It can be based on your life schedule. It can be based on how much time you think you're willing to commit and whatever. And you say, for the next three months, I'm going to be in a deficit, losing fat, doing all the things. And then at that three-month mark, I'm stopping. And this way, you know that there's going to be an end to it. So it's not like a, oh my God, how long is this going to take? I'm in this forever. I can't keep going. You already know that at that three-month mark or whatever it is for you, that it's going to be done. And this can be in line with life events. If you know that for the next three months, you've got no real social events and starting three months from now, you've got wedding after wedding, after birthday, after work event, after whatever, then yeah, you can just do your thing now. And then during that time, you can maintain because again, you may or may not be willing to pay the price during all those social events, but for the time being, you are. So having that predetermined amount of time really goes a long way. And then like I just said before, whether or not you reach your final, final goal at that end of that predetermined time, you can just pick it back up again when the time again is right. The last thing that I'll leave you with is something that you need to consider is what some people would call the diet after the diet. Diets and that word gets a lot of, I think, unjust hate online. And the reason is people say, oh, diets don't work. They Everyone puts their weight back on and diets don't work and diets are restrictive and diet this and diet that. And the reason that people say that is because people do crazy stuff for three weeks or three months and then they just go back to doing whatever it is that they were doing and are somehow shocked that they don't maintain their level of leanness and their body goes right back to how it was and even more. Because nobody thinks about well, what do I do after I diet? What do I do after I get down to my body weight? I have to now create a lifestyle that is conducive to maintaining this body composition. You need to really have a think about that because all diets work. They they certainly work. If you eat little enough, you're going to lose weight. Whether that's a good thing or a sustainable method or not, totally different question. But the fact that they work in being successful at making people lose weight is a fact. The problem is that many diets don't consider the diet after the diet. How do I make this part of my lifestyle? And because people go into the entire fat loss phase not having considered this, not having the right mindset, only thinking about what's going on next week, what's going on next month, I got to get through this diet. When it's over, then you just sit back on the couch and you relax and out come the chips and out come everything. Boom, I, I finished my diet. Now I can just do whatever I want. Obviously, it's not going to work. And so I say it's obvious because it's obvious when we when we say it out loud like this, but it's not obvious if you haven't thought about it. So again, think about how are you going to implement these new lifestyle changes into part of your lifestyle from now until forever to be able to maintain this new body composition and continue to be happy and healthy and all of the things. I know I've already said this a couple times and I probably repeat myself a little bit too much on these podcasts and something that I'm trying to improve, but overall, I really believe that the most difficult part of fat loss is simply the mindset and the ability to consistently do the things that need to be done over time. The actual mechanics of what needs to be done are altogether not extremely difficult, but being able to do it day in and day out while sacrificing in that controlled starvation, that's what makes it difficult. So I truly believe that having this good mindset and having answered all these questions, whether that's talking to someone about it, whether that's just you know having a conversation in the mirror with yourself to understand why you're doing it, understand if now is a good time or not to start cutting, to start dropping fat. What is going to happen during it and are you prepared for it and how are you going to combat those things when they do come up and what are you going to do after? Once we have those things locked down, then the entire process just becomes a little bit easier 
You know, we've answered a lot of questions before they even come up, which is always helpful. We are approaching the entire situation with our eyes open instead of waiting for things to happen and then trying to figure it out along the way. And certainly there's going to be bumps and stuff along the road, but having more answers than questions up front is, of course, going to do better. So I hope that this is something that has been helpful for you. If you have struggled to lose weight in the past, if you are struggling with losing weight right now, or if you're starting to consider that you want to start losing a little bit of weight for summer or at any time that it is that you're listening to this. If you found this helpful or have any further questions on anything that I've spoken about today, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just my name at Daniel Yoris, and that's the best place to reach me right now. If you have a friend that you know who is struggling to lose weight or is starting to lose weight or something like that, definitely share that with them. That means a lot to me that you find this valuable and helpful enough to share it with the people that you care about in your life. If you're looking for coaching, if you want a little bit more direction for yourself and what you're doing, then also I'm open to that. I would be honored to be your coach and to help you through this process, whatever your fitness goals are. On that note, if you were able to subscribe to the podcast or leave a rating and review, as these are just small things that go a really long way in help spreading the show and getting the message out to as many people as possible. Until then, thank you for listening. I appreciate your time and attention as always. We'll see you soon. Train hard, be strong, take it easy.